Welcome back to Journal Updated, the podcast about video games. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Molly. Hi. And who's that on the who's that on that boat over there coming towards us? Who is that? Yar. Ah, pirate Jackson. <laughs> I'm not a pirate. I could never do. I even. I. I don't know if it's still true. I feel like that was like 15 years ago now. But pirate stuff is so cringe on the internet. <laughs> it really, yeah. I think people got over that mostly. Yeah, I don't think the Zoomers know that you could switch your Facebook language to pirates. Oh, God. Oh. Are you saying it you was don't a dark time. celebrate National Talk Like a Pirate Day? I don't. No. <gasps> they do in World of Warcraft. Of course they do, because in World of Warcraft, <laughs> it's still 2007. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the 12 people remaining there, it is still 2007. Yeah, they're still doing it. They refuse to move on with their lives. Speaking of um, moving on with our lives, uh, we played Return of the Oprah Jinn this month. That's so true. We did. Or are we just skipping the first segment? No, I was about to. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, just checking. Fuck but you, Molly. I know you've played, played 12,000 video games. <laughs> I did not play that many other games. Are you playing? Hang on, hang on. I'll do it. You played. So you were you playing Wild Hearts before when we recorded the last one? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you went from Wild Hearts. I'm done with uh, Wild Hearts. Uh, and now you're playing Resident Evil 4. And now I have to, like, climb, what was in the middle? <laughs> what, what happened was, between then, Jackson? What happened between those? You, you were gaming the whole time. And I, it's now I all falling gaming. out my brain. <laughs> um, I did not play that many games. Um, I, I will admit. Uh, I finished up Wild Hearts. Um, and then I just kind of... I was doing a lot of work and stuff. And then I played um, a new farming RPG called Sunhaven uh, for a few days. Which I thought is very cute. Uh, it's got a weirdly robust character creator for a game like this. That is like supposed to be half Stardew Valley. Um, you, you can make a guy. You can make a crazy furry guy. Uh, you know who made this game. Because there's too many furry options. Uh. Um... Yeah, but it's uh, it was pretty cute. I didn't get to play much of it before Resident Evil dropped, um, but it's it's uh, a nice little farming thing. It's got combat like all of these have now. Um, but yeah, I had, I had a good time with that. And then Resident Evil 4 Remake, uh, I am almost done with my first playthrough. I'm on the, the island. That, the fact that you called it your first playthrough seems promising. Yeah, it's Resident Evil Four. It's it, Resident Evil Four is the game about playing it six times in a row to to get yes. more. Yeah, uh, no, guns. no game has ever been remade and have the remake be like dog shit. That's never happened. Well, well so here's the thing: like, I haven't heard anything about this remake, so I have no idea. Looking at it from the outside, it's oh, it's like a completely new game. It's not the same game. It's not like a. It, it's not like a remake in the way that Resident Evil 1 is remade and where like when you're in a room that is the same in Resident Evil 1 you're like doing the same your fundamental mechanics are just completely different in this one right like so it's just a new game just with some similar-ish level design 
Yeah, basically. I mean, it's got... Every time it has the set pieces, like you walk into a room and you're like, oh, this is this version of this room mm-hmm. uh, from Resident Evil 4. It is all mostly there. Um, they've kind of streamlined it a little bit, like um, that throne room, you know, the, the throne room thing. Uh, that happens, and also that's where you get thrown down the pit into the into the caves, too. Um, they just kind of condensed a few of the locations. Um, but it's really good. It's been... When I loaded it up, um, the first thing, when you start a new game, it's like, if you played Resident Evil 4, play on the hardest mode, pussy. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll do it. Um, it's been really fun. Uh, I have been scrambling for ammo, like, the entire time, which has been a good a good time, I think. Um there's a there's a really nice push and pull with like oh I'm like out of everything I have like six shots in my pistol left and I gotta figure out where to get more, um, which has been fun. There's a lot less of you escorting Ashley around. Yeah, for better or worse. No longer putting um, her in the bin. <laughs> yes, no, no putting her in a trash can. I mean, it makes sense. You may as well just get rid of her for those if you're not supposed to have her with you while you're doing those fights, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's the other thing? The guy who plays the merchant has an impossible job, so I don't feel like judging him. <laughs> it's, you can't. I mean, that's uh, kind of how I feel about the guy. whole the whole game. They, they were the ones that decided to remake fucking Resident Evil yes. Four instead of just making a new game. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like, well, you guys didn't have to do this, but I mean, the the character updates are nice. Um. Lewis doesn't talk about Ashley's boobs, <laughs> which I guess is an upgrade. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I I think a lot of the dumb charm is still there. Leon is still the world's biggest idiot. Oh, he always um, was. He always was. He always will be. Um, but he he still does all his stupid one liners. Um, the the your right hand comes off line is gone. I, I no! hate to report. Yeah, I'm I'm sad to report that they did kill that line. Your right hand comes off. <laughs> Your so right good. hand comes off. <laughs> oh, classic. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think they did a really good job with it. They kept the big statue of Salazar. <laughs> yeah, you have to like sprint away from. Yes, it's it, it's in a different spot. It does a different thing, but there is a big statue of Salazar, and it is mean to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they got rid of some of the more annoying ones like that room where you have to like get on the hands and go back and forth and stuff like that they did get rid of a few of those which i do appreciate they still got um, the big um castle room with like the water and the bridges yes it's just yes they do annoying but it is like separated into sections so you don't have to start the entire room over if you clear one part of it which oh, is nice okay because yeah I remember, there's a little like, bit of checkpointing in it yeah um that's cool yeah but uh, mostly, it's I've I've been uh, really into how they handle ammo. You almost never find ammo on the ground. You mostly just find like pieces to construct ammo, which means you have a lot less of it generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and the push and pull with that is really fun. And also, the parry system is cool, uh, if a little frustrating, uh, given that your knife can break. Your yeah, knife it did. can break. Your knife can break. Knife durability. Your knife can break. Yes. The whole point is that you can't run out of knife. Well, you can now. What the hell? Um, I guess Leon can... does all those cool kicks. Yeah, you still have so, melee when you don't have a... Yeah, you still have your melee. You can suplex anyone, which is great. Um, 
the thing with the knives, so you have your basic knife that you can get repaired every time you see the merchant. Um, so that's fine. And then you can find shittier knives on the ground. So you can, it's, it's basically like having ammo for your knife. Um, but it lets you do like special parries or get out of grabs um, and, and things like that. Uh, there's like, there's a version of this game or there's a run you can do where you can play this whole game technically without getting hit probably. Uh, but that seems really hard and I would never do that. So yes, they do count at the end of each chapter, how many times you got hit and it's a little rude. I didn't, I don't need to know that. Thank you. <laughs> Just give me the S rank, please. Let me move on. Just give me that. I'm not getting an S rank. I'll give me the rank. B rank. <laughs> not <happening>. move on. <laughs> yeah. I think they only do A, A plus, or S, which is funny, so. Um, but yeah, I'm having a, having a good time. It's cute. Uh, you can put little charms on your attache case, and they give you little bonuses. Yeah. That is cute. Yeah. Uh, but that's mostly it. It's been kind of a um, lean month. I'm, I've been doing a lot of podcast work because I'm going to be gone for a week, so mm-hmm. uh, I, I needed to get stuff ready before I go away for a little bit. Yeah. Jackson. Jackson, have you played any games? Well, I played a lot of games, uh, which I most talked about on Abnormal Mapping, my other game club. Yes, that you did uh, yesterday. I did yesterday. Uh, but since then, I have also played an entire video game. So, What entire video game did you play? I played all of Resident Evil 2, because I saw you posting about 4. I was like, my wrist can't really handle the, the shit going on in Resident Evil 4, uh, either, either version. Um, but I can play Resident Evil 2 for the PlayStation, because it's a little simpler. Uh and uh, I, I just played Leon Route A, so I, I've still got Claire B to do, which I'm now learning. I did backwards. Apparently, that one's not canon. You know, the all important Resident Evil canon. Wait, <laughs> it, really? Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's Claire A. Leon B is the apparently the the real one that matters. Does it? How much does it change? Anything? I, you'll have to. Apparently, Resident Evil Six doesn't make sense the other way round. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not a Resident Evil lore guy. I never will be. They're kind of stupid. The story's not that That's good. That's bizarre. I like some of the guys. Yeah, it's not that interesting. I like it when somebody goes, oh no, the Umbrella Corporation. They're right. zombies. And I go, okay, yeah, I'll shoot them. I, I like-, like the part in Revelations 2 where uh, Barry pulls out this huge gun from a different game. Uh, and it's like a big like dramatic turn. I like Leon S. Kennedy, the dumbest motherfucker who's ever lived. Oh, that's so right. True. Ada, you couldn't be a spy. <laughs> He's so stupid. Uh, but mostly that's just a, that's a classic video game. That's fantastic. We did uh, Resident Evil 1 um, on the podcast recently. Uh, and I played 2 and I was like, it's going to be too scary. And the answer is no, uh, it's not scary at all. Unless there's a liquor, which is the scariest game ever fucking made. It's the scariest game ever made. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Every time a liquor just drops down from the ceiling, it goes, Jesus Oh, 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 how dare you? It's, it's so evil. Um, only happens a few times, but every time I was like, God damn it. Uh, but yeah, I don't have like deep criticism other than I was seeing you posting for Resident Evil and we did it recently and I was like, I, I, could, I can go for some more Resident Evil. I could go uh, explore the, the keys in the police station. Um, yeah, whenever I'm like, oh, I need a card key. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go find a card key. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to go make an inventory. I'm going to open this door. I'm going to go find a MO disc or whatever that you always need to get into the center of the lab. Oh, uh, also the regenerator guys are so gross. Oh, in, in remake. Yeah. It's so gross. They're all lumpy. I hate it. Yeah. They like flop around on the floor. It's disgusting. Uh, the, um, 
custom shotgun from Resident Evil 2, Leon's custom shotgun. That's a gun. That's a video game gun. God, it's good. I have nothing else to add other than that's a good, satisfying shotgun to use. You just take <laughs> out liquor. What else that do you thing. need in life? The the final like magnum upgrade that you use in the final boss is sick. Just do that hand cannon that gets Leon giving like Ugh! with the gun for a while. Um yeah. Uh just uh sick sick games. Um I like Resident Evil apparently. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, know. it turns out it's good. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to try um Zero and re- like you know when they get when they finally when they get off the PlayStation and start getting creepy, uh, yeah, and really making me jump all the time. Um, you know, not a, not a horror person in that sense. I'm never gonna play seven. It's just not gonna. No, happen. seven is the one that's like truly off. I the would deep die. End. Eight, I might need like a little help getting. I know that like eight is front loaded with like oh we're doing horror thing and then just becomes Resident Evil Four again. Yes. Um. So if I played eight, I would need to like steal myself through the initial like ooh spooky shit and then i would be shooting guys in the face for the next eight hours there's, <laughs> yeah I've, there's like go ahead nora i was just gonna say i think i've seen too many vtubers bumbling through resident evil 7 for me to not notice all the the parts that aren't scary anymore but i could be wrong i could piss myself i mean the thing about resident <laughs> sure. evil 7 is it's like all designed around the dynamic ways that a guy jumps out of the wall at you and i guess two remake is that <laughs> as well um that one also looks a little too scary. I mean, even Resident Evil 4, the, the remake, like they've made Resident Evil 4 scarier. I'm like, I didn't want that. I didn't want that. I want to enjoy <laughs> shooting guys. Why do you make it all dark really. and weird now? It's just dark and weird. It's all the same. Like, there's no jump scares in the same way that the original Resident Evil 4 didn't have jump scares, except that one guy who jumps out of that, like, the f- uh, fridge on fire. That guy's still in there. <laughs> okay, the fridge guy's still there. The thing about Resident Evil 4... The fridge guy is still there. I even said it. I was like, the fridge guy's gonna be in the next fucking room. I know it. And sure enough, he ran through the door right when I said it. Uh, there's, a re- there's a moment in um, Resident Evil 2 uh, where when you open one of the doors, in there is a like zombie approaching you in the door opening animation. It's uh, so rude. It's so evil. You're like, oh, I'm just going to go through this door to see what's in here. You don't even get into the room. You're just like, okay, now the zombie's coming through the animation. It's like, fuck you. Um, I, I, it hasn't happened yet, but I know eventually one of these games will pull the rug out from you and be like, and bring in an enemy, like interrupting you in a safe room. Um, and I'm, when that happens, I'm going to be so mad. Safe room. When the, when the piano is playing, I'm safe. Fuck you. I'm safe. <laughs> I'm on base. Monsters can't I'm touch on, me. I'm on base. Monsters can't touch me when I'm standing next to the covers over, over my whole body. <laughs> These are the rules that the Biohazard universe plays by. Um, I was going to say about Resident Evil 8. that If I'm cutting that game up to like six parts, first one scary, second one not scary, third one really scary, and the rest of it is not. There's the one... There's I know there's the one mansion, or like one of the houses that you go into is like a weird cut-off horror bit. Yes, that's that's the third part. Yeah, and so that's the part that I'd be like, oh, I don't yeah, it sucks. Shoot guys, because I also know that part has barely any like shooting. Like it, it's just a little ride. Yeah, there's no combat. It's just scary. Uh, which I didn't sign up for. I'm here for. I'm here to find items and shoot zombies. Um, but that's just me. I know most people are always like Resident Evil needs to be scarier. Um, which is weird because. It, this is the thing is that I know that after six that becomes one of the, the points of contention is that like this, this is just action Call of Duty nonsense this used to be scarier and I'm here to say no, it didn't really it's, it changed from being puzzles like it, it got rid of the puzzles but I don't think uh, anything in old Resident Evil is scary in the way that like seven's going for like jump scare horror right. VTubery type stuff right like reaction YouTube things um, totally 
It was never doing that. That's, that's entirely new. Uh, I just became... It kind of like got put into a little bit of a fandom culture war because of the action stuff. Uh, but it was never horror that was the... Um, or like... It was cool. It was survival horror that was the uh, difference from that, which is more about you know inventory management and the keys to open doors, uh, not like actually scary things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Excited. I feel like Silent Hill is the one that got less scary, and then people like bled the two together. No, no. I mean Silent Hill. Um, just they stopped. They Silent Hill went to a different team. Like Silent Hill is like four games that people mostly really like, and. Then and then there's the one where you have a gun, people. like a big, like you're an army guy. Is that Homecoming? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That. At that point, it starts being Silent Hill. No one cares about Silent Hill after Team Silence <laughs> stopped making it. I don't know anything about Silent Hill. Will you be playing Silent Hill Two Remake? Probably not. I I have no reason to. Blue Team Discourse. The They're going to sell ten million copies. <laughs> It's not going to sell 10 million copies. Well, that's what Bloober Team said, so I don't know. Bloober Team said 10 million? Yeah. 10 million? Bloober t- Why are we I saying saw... Bloober Team? Those are the guys who are making Silent Hill 2 Remake. It's a, That's a dumb name. Yes. There was I mean, a, um... <laughs> they, released, they released the medium, which had some, like... Horror-y, like abuse themes that were supposedly handled not very delicately. I, I haven't played it. Mm. I don't know. All I know is I saw posts about the game, uh, talking very seriously about uh, like the ways in which it spoke to, about abuse victims and, and the cruelty of the game, and it was like this is a really serious thing. But the posts, unfortunately, had to say, "Do not listen to Bloober Team." And so I'm reading these posts, <laughs> losing my mind that we can't talk about these serious topics without someone saying, "And Bloober Team, have fucked this all up." And I'm like, "This game is so stupid." This is like when someone's getting cancelled, but they're a you know esports guy, and their name is like Penis Lord. Um, <laughs> Uh, I have linked to you the quote I saw, which is Bloober CEO believes 10 million copies sold for their games is realistic. I don't believe this. Well, I mean, Silent Hill Bloober. was huge, and it's still, it's still a name with a lot of pull. It, yeah. But uh, how much does... Um... Alright, how much do you want to think the Resident Evil 2 remake sold? It's Did... also, isn't it a PS5 um, exclusive? So, yeah, no, dog, that's never happened. There aren't even 10 million PS5s. Resident Evil 2 Remake has broken 11 million, um, 1.1 million additional since September 30 last year. Uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake sold 6.4 million. Um, So, uh, I mean, I would say Resident Evil is more popular than Silent Hill at this point. Um, Absolutely. I I would be shocked if Silent Hill hits like They are still making Resident Evil games. (laughs) And they're all good. Like I, I know people have different yeah. problems with different ones in them, but seemingly the recent run of Resident Evil has been pretty great from the outside, at least. Yes, Chris Redfield. Yeah, he's. A, I hate that guy. They should pick a different guy. <laughs> he's, he's a great guy. He's Leon huge Kennedy now. is right there, and they keep using Chris Redfield. They're he different. Sucks. They're different. He guys sucks for, and he's boring. He's not boring. He's just big. No, he's boring. <laughs> You have to understand the shit he's up to now as being the Call of Duty guy that shows up to like fuck with Ethan Winters constantly. That's who, his. Who that's the hell is yeah. Ethan Winters? Yeah, no, exactly. No, You're Nora. out of date. You're out of date. You're gonna ask me some questions about Jake Wesker. I know Jake Wesker. <laughs> yeah, I know you know Jake Wesker. I'm saying that the world has moved on. <laughs> Ethan Winters is the only Resident Evil guy that matters, and he doesn't even have a face. So, 
How he's not the only guy what? that matters. Well, he's the main guy. Not they anymore. made two games of him in a row. They did make two games of him. What are they going to do? What's Nine going to be now they're done with Ethan? Do you think they're going to like continue? His kid, probably. Um, no, they wrapped that up in the DLC. They're done with that now. Did they actually wrap that up? I just I th- assumed it wouldn't I wrap up. I think they just like... That's what I heard. I haven't played it. That's just what I've what I've heard about the game is that the DLC ties into all that stuff. And now they're done with all of that. Wesker comes back. <laughs> again! Oh. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> bitch! It's Wesker Resident again. E- <laughs> Resident Evil 9, Leon Kennedy. Let's go. It's time. Yeah, Bring him back. Is it going to be like in the future with... You, the Resident Evil timeline is up to like 2030 now after a village. Are we going to get like a 55 no year old Leon Kennedy? It's a great question. They have ca- they've, I mean, they have cowardly been refused. They were like, the latest movie said in like 2017 or something. Uh, and they've explained that because of all of Jill's stuff, she is aging slower now. So they refused. Whatever, ref- you could just say Leon's aging slower because he had a weird parasite in his butt for like t- for the whole <laughs> For like five minutes. It doesn't matter. That's such a non plot fight in Resident Evil 4. It's so funny. I always forget that he gets infected like at the start of the game. Like, oh right, yeah. They do make Ashley stab him. Right. Well, Resident yeah. Evil. Anyway, that was the Resident Evil talk. Anyway, I played video games. Nora, what did you play? Well, I played a game called uh, I think it's called King of the Castle. Um, it is a game where one person is a king, and they're picking, they're clicking through events. To uh, establish their legacy, they have a certain number of goals, primarily revolving around different stats, like the Kingdom's Stability or the King's Authority. And everyone else in the game plays uh, various noble factions that are making their own schemes come true by uh, manipulating the stats differently, by voting on different outcomes of things. It functions a lot like Jackbox, where the person who's playing the king is hosting the game and everyone else kind of joins on their phone or on the computer. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a lot of fun. That uh, I think our king did not make it. Instead, uh, you you pick three factions out of five and they all have their different kind of vibes. The faction that won when we played was the Grandees. No, no, the Patricians. The Patricians are kind of like Greek-ish. Uh, like uh, Mediterranean, ancient Greek-style guys. And their whole thing was, uh, we're going to get everybody in debt to us. And they were able to um, win the game that way. I had been sorted into the uh, Counts faction, which is these, like, gothic vampire-type cultist people. Uh, We almost summoned a famine demon, but we were not able to do so. That was a lot of fun. Uh, great party game. Yeah. As long as the person playing the king doesn't click through all the text super fast, which we had to yell at our king for. <laughs> but um, I also downloaded uh, Diablo IV. I don't know. Have you have you heard of this? Uh, I'm cutting off this bit. Uh, you played Diablo 4. The fourth Diablo yes, game. I, pl- <laughs> I played the uh, open beta of the Diablo 4 uh, of Diablo 4 um, I was having a great time I started playing Diablo 3 because I was enjoying Diablo 4 so much and then I started playing Diablo 2 again because I liked Diablo 4 more than Diablo 3 um, I just I think I just like Diablo it's pretty fun you run around 
have like to click stuff. on guys. Yeah. Yeah. I saw um, press play on that this weekend. Looks all right. Yeah. I was able to make my D&D character in it. So that was fun. I know people treat Diablo like it's like one of the most all-important classics, like super influential thing, which is completely crazy to me. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. It's the like definition it's of time-wasting mid. Um, yeah, totally. Which is not a thing. Like video games can provide me some delightful time-wasting mid. I love to listen to podcasts and click on things. Um, but sometimes the way that Diablo gets talked about by like the Blizzard fans who think the Blizzards have made a game that mattered ever, which they haven't. Uh, ah, Starcraft maybe. Um, I'm just, I'm being so rude right now. <laughs> You're being so rude right They're now. They're wondering so, so many angry companies, messages. Think, you know. Yeah, but, uh, I, but I resent them forever for killing off the Tony Hawk's 3 uh, remake, which is better than... Tony well, Hawk's yes. Pro Skater 3 is better than everything Blizzard have ever made combined. That's just a fact. You can come at me about that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I do, just because I don't like Tony Hawk. Well, but. fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I, I do think uh, there is a... I, I feel like it's almost a generational thing. Um, people who are really into a specific subset of PC games at a specific time still like will champion the sort of late '90s PC yes. like oeuvre. That is generally at the uh, center of my like kind of you know being an asshole towards Blizzard is that I was sold them as like these this is the most important dev. And by the time I got my own computer, uh, they had StarCraft two and then ruined it. And I played a bit of StarCraft two and I quite liked the first game, but um. Like I've just been watching the like spiral for the last decade and a half. Oh yeah, uh, and so, so it's like they invented weird. they invented World of Warcraft and then had no idea what to do after that. So <laughs> yeah, they did invent the like biggest game ever, and then yeah, like I yeah, I'm they not gonna a- say they invented a genre because obviously EverQuest and things like that were still already doing that, but they did invent World of Warcraft, which was the biggest game ever for like five years. Yeah, they did the, they did the they Fortnite had- thing of in of quote unquote inventing yeah, they a did genre, Fortnite. <laughs> which is stealing it, but like with the polish of the, like being the big guys. Yes, they did. They had one other idea after that, which was that they put pandas in it. They did put pandas in it. I mean, they did do that, and it it sucked. I played that expansion; it was not great. (laughs) StarCraft Two was fun um, when I played it. I I loved StarCraft. I played a ton of StarCraft back in the day. Um, I've never done the multiplayer ever. I only ever just did the story missions and stuff. But I used to be very. Invested in the StarCraft lore and universe. Uh, yeah. Not, not that is not the case anymore at this point. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder but, what happened to the StarCraft universe in that time. They blew it up. They blew it up. Um, but uh, Diablo 4, really fun. Um, I've been enjoying the Barbarian, in part because it's, you know, my OC that I've made here. Um, I like that the Barbarian can equip four different weapons at once, and different moves use different weapons. So you have certain abilities that are dual-wield abilities, and then others are for, like, smashing weapons. And your guy just switches weapons on the fly to, like, do all these different moves, and it's really fun. Yeah, it's all sick. when I'm on my Necromancer character, I have seven guys running around with me, fighting guys for me. Yeah, I saw Price using the skeleton, the skeletons, and it was it seemed good. It's a skeleton of fun. All right, all right. Uh, the last game I played was today. Actually, I've played through a couple levels of Metal Hellsinger. Oh shit! How is that? Oh sure, it's sick. I'm really liking it. <laughs> it I'm looked not cool, but I was it. like, that's a little loud. Um. But it's uh, a rhythm game where the beat is like shown on the screen 
and you get more points and you do more damage. It's a, also a first-person shooter. You get more points and do more damage in the level if you shoot on the beat and different weapons have different um, fire rates and also the it has like one of those active reload mechanics which is also timed and those timings are unique but they all fit into the rhythm of the of the level and uh, when you get to the end there's the boss fight and the boss fight has a different uh, rhythm than the level it's like faster Um, and as you get your points multiplier and you get combos you get to hear more of the song and once you've like hit a certain level of performance then you can hear like the vocals come in it's really sick yeah that sounds cool uh also i really like the the main character design as this like devil person he's really cool is that the guy on the cover yeah yeah it looks cool she's called the unknown big horns or she's just called unknown nobody knows her deal she just showed up and then hell was like fuck you and then she was like okay stab shoot kill yeah but yeah that's how i spent most of my morning today i was going through some challenge rooms and shooting lots of demons it's great yeah sounds good But what if I wanted a more cerebral experience? What if I wanted to think about things and solve logic problems and write down names of I don't guys? know that I would describe this game as cerebral, but I also don't know how you use the word <laughs> cerebral to describe something. It always sounds fake when someone says it. It just it, I don't it usually means this one's smarter than the other bullshits. Uh, yeah. Cerebral means apparently uh, of the cerebrum. I know what Great, cerebral means. <laughs> <laughs> well, it means like the way it's used when people talk about it. Like this game's cerebral. I've been playing The Witness. It's a real cerebral game. The Witness <laughs> is one of the dumbest games I've ever played, and I love it so much. And it it's is so good. stupid. Great game. Anyway, Return of the Oberdin. 2018 puzzle game by Lucas Pope and published by 3909. Um, the shit bangs. It's pretty cool. You uh play as an insurance agent, right? Yeah, you're you're an insurance guy. Yes. You get a letter from a Henry Evans who says, "Hey, uh, we found the Oberdin. We need you to go look into it. Um, it is just out there on the water. We'll sail you out there, and you need to figure out what happened to everybody on this boat. Here's a magic book. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> that and a magic compass." Uh, and what you'll do is you'll get on the boat and you bring the compass to the one corpse that's on top of the uh, deck there. You'll use your little compass on it and it shows you the exact time of death um, of this guy who was killed. Um, there is a little bit of dialogue before each of these little scenes that you get. Um, none of the scenes move. It is all just one image, basically, that you can walk around in. Um, and through this you must determine who each person was and how they died you have a list of 60 names um there are 51 crewmen and nine passengers uh and you've got to figure out what happened to the Oberdin. um as it turns out a lot they couldn't catch a break these guys that's really their own fault but yeah they could not catch a break <laughs> i'm really unclear on what started all this so um 
so I believe I believe what happened is the escort of those um, of that royal family because in that chest they had those one of those shells. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the big the big issue. And so when they got kidnapped, it kind of kicked everything off. Just based on my understanding. How did you like Return of the Oprah Dim? Um, I'm mad at myself for not playing this sooner. <laughs> it's so good. Um, you two started before me, uh, and you, you got, you teamed up and you, and you started solving murders. So I went home and I started playing with Priscilla, my wife, um, and we were solving the murders. Uh, and you know what? There is nothing cooler than when you confirm three people's fates and you get the little check marks, um, and the screen goes black and you can't pick anything for a second and you're like, fuck yeah, I nailed it. Um, extremely cool game. There were some very funny moments because Jackson and I played this together over Discord. Yes. Um, there were some very funny moments where we accidentally got out of sync and uh, one of us prompted that without the other or we prompted it at the same time but we got different guys. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. No, we, we I, I played this like in um, 20 for about like an hour barely an hour I, I got downstairs I got like just uh, the first downstairs bit I was like yeah. how do I select things what am I doing what's happening here um, and then I just never went back to it uh, so, so when we were about to play this time I was like uh, Nora you should play with me I think I think having someone to talk through your detective process will help a lot uh, like bring out the fun of this game because doing it in your head um, just it's just not going to be as enjoyable um, and I feel like that was extremely true we both are like you know you played with Prith I played with Nora um, we all got into detective pairs and started solving crimes and it was fucking incredible yeah highly highly recommend you find somebody to play this with even if you don't end up like solving the whole thing I think you should just look at this game <laughs> and just see what it is because yes. I I never seen anything quite like it just in terms of like what you're doing how it's set up it's so elaborate. Um, Even if you don't do the game part of like filling in the names, you could just yeah, walk just through watch, and see all yeah. of the scenes, and it would be, still be like a fun time because the game looks great. Yeah, it's it is it is a one bit monochromatic style. It says here is how they describe it. Um, it it is really striking. It's it's really cool to look at. Um, so on the boat, uh, you find you start at the end. Um, you, you see the captain kill three people and then he talks to this dead woman who was on the boat with him, Abigail, and he kills himself. Uh, and then you go back and see what happened to Abigail. She died when a Kraken attacked, uh, and and it gets worse from there. Um, various things. I kept asking you guys if you found the guy who got killed while he was taking a shit by the Kraken. We I did. We just didn't, in, didn't notice that it, he was definitely taking a shit, but we definitely found him. I think him. I figured out in retrospect which guy that was. Was it the guy at the very front, kind of yes. crushed against the wall? Yes. Yes. It was the, guy he was, he, it was the artist. Okay. Because well, that scene starts with a lot of groaning and a big fart noise. I did not notice the fart noise. We were listening, and it's we just, so funny. I assume we, the first time we heard it, just read it as like it was all him being strangled. Uh, but yeah. no, if you're paying attention, then he's definitely shitting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So any uh, any cool moments y'all want to talk about, or because like there's not much to describe about this. It's mostly about like what happens when you're playing it. I think so. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's all one puzzle. I think the interconnected single puzzle of filling in all the guys is very satisfying. Um, all I'm like is, man, I want I want 20 boats like this. But, you know, this took one guy five yeah. years to make and no one else has done this. So I'm very sad that this is not a full genre of games. Um, Same. I, think, I would do this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. solve, solve a boat murder. Uh, I think it really does a great job of balancing, like, there are things it's really going to make me feel smart because there are enough options that you can't yes. brute force things uh, but it's also like forgiving enough that you can stumble a little bit um, and even when you notice things that are very like even when the game gives you things that are very uh, obvious uh, and they're basically handing the answer to you you still feel smart you're like ah oh, that's that guy oh he's got that accent oh he's this yeah, yes this, oh. this. the funniest one for us was when we couldn't figure out who the helmsman was until we went back and looked at the picture and only one guy had his hand on the steering wheel and we're like, fuck, it's that guy. It's that fucking... Uh. Yes, that bit, that one's great. That's a great one when you're like, oh, that's obviously the helmsman. Or- yes, I felt like the dumbest guy alive when like, Pris pointed it out and I'm like... Of course, that's the helmsman. What the fuck are we doing here? Oh, when you're like, oh, all the stewards are standing together. All the all the midshipmen are standing yes. together. That one, he must be that. Yeah, like the the ways in Did which you the, guys find the outfit of the steward in the room and then matched it to him. No, we just figured out the stewards. Oh, okay, yeah, the third steward's outfit is hanging up in the um in the steward's room, and you can use it to figure out that that guy is one of the stewards. Oh, he was walking next to the third mate. He's yeah, he's already whispering. He, I think he's whispering to the third mate in another one. So we just got him. Oh, that must be him. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't wasn't that wasn't wasn't one of the difficult ones. Uh, what was what was your most difficult guys? You never tell. You actually never told me who was your most difficult guys. Who was your last set? Um, the last two was. Um, oh, it the was guy the yeah the who sh- lost ship his steward. leg. Yes. Oh um, yes. And the ship steward. It was the oh the ship steward. Yeah, because. Um, well, the ship steward is only in the um, in that secret chapter, right? Oh no, sorry, not the not the not no. That's the captain's mate. That's the captain steward, the one who's dancing. In oh, the photo. right, right, right. Yeah, because yes. it's it's the it's the it's Henry, uh, the third mate, and the 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 captain steward. Uh, but there's the the Indian guy, the the, the ship steward, who is shot. But you have he's shot by a guy on the other side of the room, but you can't zoom in on him, and you have to work it. Okay, so I think it's a oh, it's so sick. Bald guy holding a gun. Is it this guy? Could it be the French guy? Oh, the French guy. Yeah, the, the person's mate. Okay, yeah, it's probably him. And then, then that clicked one to place, um, and that's how we solved the the final ones. Uh, that and it was guy, also um, taking. We didn't notice that. Uh, we missed why the guy had his leg cut off, um, because. In the scene before, he wasn't close to losing a leg, and in the scene after, he's lost a leg, and we're like, "What the hell's going on?" We didn't realize there was a sword on the floor that he'd like. Oh, he obviously used yes. the sword. <laughs> a guy just got attacked by a guy with a sword. Um, yeah, sometimes you have to work out some context about what the dialogue is about. Yes. Yeah, I loved the guy who got shot through the wall. That was so sick, and figuring out who that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I just in my um. In my, I had a little page where we were keeping track of some notes, mm-hmm. and I just had like bald rifleman underlines trying to figure out where this guy came from. Because he's not like uh, you can't find him immediately in the, the scene, scene before, but he is in one yes, two before. He's in the one before. Yeah, he's two away. Um, um and you could find yeah. him again. It's really good. Um, 
Yeah, just just really good stuff. Uh, the the Topman and like specifically like the four Chinese guys, you have to identify them by their shoes. Uh, we did not do that. We just lucked out. We did out. not do that. <laughs> we just like okay. okay. We we identified some of them. Uh, I think we had two left, and we just like went between them, uh, and we were able yeah. to let the one out. Um, yeah, we, we had to get them by times, the shoes. There were a handful of times that Jackson and I picked different names for a guy, and then kept going, and then one of us would would like pop. Oh, the, would confirm it. Yeah. yeah, I guess that is the benefit of running two versions of the game at the same time, because <laughs> uh, we just had the one. Yes. I mean, the, the the downside is having to be like, okay, where are you? Are you on this part of the ship right now? So it's actually way worse. It's way better when right. you're sitting next to someone <laughs> playing the game together. Yeah, somebody should have just, like, streamed it over Discord to the other one. Uh, yeah. Um, God. But we were definitely, like, especially towards the end, we were more willing to take a few logical leaps to get the confirmations. Uh, yes, I know totally. this is one of the things that, like not controversial but this is one of the choices of the game right is that there is a way you can logically figure out literally everything but the game gives you enough slack to like you don't really have to do the the real if you don't want to you you can fig, stumble through most of it you don't have to do the real grognard stuff um unless you really really want to like not put anything into your 100 percent sure um and i think the design of like the three fates thing is really smart about that it's like just enough that you can kind of uh that you still have to like do the logic puzzles but you don't have to do the like mopping up of all of it uh to get through um it's very smart in letting like you know normal people who aren't cracking the cryptic feel really smart and get through the whole game yes. without having to like 100 percent notice the shoes because i noticed like you know we got the numbers on the on the hammocks um but i didn't we didn't do the thing of like oh when a when a number when you can't find a number on a hammock, it means that character's de- died before this yes. scene. Uh, so we didn't get to like that part of the logic of like the time keeping a track of which numbers were hanging up at which points in time um, is stuff you could use to figure out the very final guys, but you can also just like put in two guys and it works. We never had to go quite that far with it. We at some point you just kind of run out of guys to pick too. Um, because they're all confirmed, so you can't use them twice. Yes. Um, we had a lot of, like, okay, we know who you are, we know how you died, but we don't know who the guy who killed you is, so let's go investigate the guy who killed you. And it just kind of, like, spiraled like that into, like, you just keep finding a guy, a guy, a guy, and then you get to the end, and you're like, oh, well, I guess that kind of fixed everything. Uh, this is the one, my one complaint with um, the, the system of the game that I think is usually incredible uh it worked really really well um but i wish it would allow like more dynamic linking of portraits to murderers like when you okay the 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 russian topman there's the one russian topman who uh stabbed that one guy Mm -hmm. um and you figuring out who that topman is is like a whole ideal but when you figure out who that topman is it doesn't automatically update that he stabbed the guy you have to go in to hit nope, him yeah, being stabbed individually even yeah. though if i could have i would have said okay link this guy like if i know what a guy looks like i wanted to once i name him name him in every place he is uh but i wouldn't know how like you'd have to do that manually right like if you did it automatically it would do too much like for you this is just one of the things that like doing this kind of open-ended logic puddle in the hard-coded video game space is just really fucking difficult yeah we did have a few where it's like, um, we were able to confirm a few people because like, I don't know who that guy is, but I have a feeling 
that he is this guy, and I saw him kill someone else. So if I put that name here, and then I already know the guy who got killed by him uh, and the method, like, you can kind of reverse engineer who the first guy was. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. That happened a lot. That was specifically, we had that one with the gunner's mate. Uh, when that whole like mutiny thing they're talking about is happening downstairs, the guy get his whole face blown off. Oh yeah, that one was sick. Yeah, that was one yeah. of those times when it's like, oh, there's three guys in this room, and if we look at this enough, we can figure out all three of these guys. Yeah, and I like chunk. that chapter especially because there's a lot of like, oh, I can see who's coming out of which room. And that like tells me, oh, okay, this guy came out of the second mate's room when he heard the gunshot. That might be the second mate, or you know, this guy's coming from downstairs. He's probably a seaman. Uh, things like that. I did not internalize the map in that way or the positions on the boat, other than oh, the shirtless guys are probably topping. I did a little <laughs> bit, but it was kind of too late. Like we went through the whole like all of the scenes, and by the end of all the scenes, we had thirty people already, just from like. Oh, the very, very surface obvious stuff. Um, so it was only for the second half. I think we had less than that when we finished with just watching all the scenes. So it took us a little more, like, puzzling it out. To- yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we we already cleared the whole, like, half the half the guys uh, just through, like, oh, that guy was in that scene. You know, the obvious things that you're not, like, internalizing how everything connects. You're just going from scene to scene. Yeah. Um... This game is really cool. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's game. extremely cool. I it might be it's it's like probably top three we've played for journal. It's oh, it's really yeah, good. Probably like um, easily. I don't know what your top three would be, but um, I'm I'd not going to do it right now. But like, it's up there. I'm trying to remember all um, the games you covered. Pretty sure it would be um, marathon number one, and then die. Would it? Would it? Would it? Nora? <laughs> Is that right? Marathon number one, huh? Uh huh. Um, probably some combination of like Sekiro and uh and Oberdin. Uh, maybe Dishonored two, something like that. Anyway, not a, not matter. a soma head. No, I thought it was really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked. You may not remember the episode we did about it, but I, I thought it was just fine. Um. Anyway, who's your favorite guy? Guys... Huh? Who's your favorite guy? In what? In the Return of the Oberdin. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about a lot of stuff. Um. Probably the, I mean, probably the captain. He kind of went John Wick mode on those guys at the end. <laughs> he did go John Wick mode, shooting all those mermaids. <laughs> he did. That was kind of brutal. And then, man, the, um... uh, one of the fun uh, points was trying to figure out: like, are they going to classify the mermaid people as like beasts, or yes. are they foreign enemies? Because I would believe either, but uh, they're they're beasts. It's fine. Yeah, there there are options that are not used. In the list yeah, I don't think there's any foreign enemies, and there's also no poisoning. Yeah, the the, the options having some red herring ones is good because like there are every option is used in the game, but not like selected, right? So like there's one there's one for fell down the stairs. Um, and yes, there's a scene where some guys fall down the stairs, but like it doesn't fit that like they're crushed by rigging, right? Like, um. Oh, I did have one guy who fell down the stairs when they were carrying that mermaid down. 
Oh, I, we had crushed by rigging for those. So it's I guess it selects multiple. Oh it, yeah, it, it it probably works for multiple because it does look like he got killed falling down the stairs. This this makes a lot of sense because I because there was a bit where I was like, is this dragged into sea by beast or is this fell overboard? Like, what do we what do we classify them as? And they cla- I, I guess both yes. must work. Um, yeah, I mean it makes because like he wouldn't have gone overboard if there wasn't a crack in. So you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was very funny to like. We don't know like the ones that are disappeared are really cool because like you can track them and like it's really easy to point out when there is a, a specific time of death because there's a body and you could see that moment happening but it's very funny to see in the background like some of the guys flying off uh, because they were trying to get on a boat and escape the Kraken they just go flying oh yeah uh, the, so the, you could figure out <laughs> the guys that <laughs> the get poor on the boat Persian guy gets owned so hard <laughs> the guys that get on the boat and then like three memories later they're all in the air like just like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that until like near yes. the end of our playthrough because I was so taken with the Kraken itself and then near the end of our, our playthrough I was like hey wait yeah I, I I think the disappearances are really smart um, just, there's just so really many cool options stuff. for uh, alive in what island when you yeah, figure I don't out think they've gone matters. to Africa with um, like there must be Morocco because Henry Evans is in Morocco and he left with them you're like oh yeah. I'm so smart I'm so smart I'm so smart. Um, I liked picking out, like, okay, there's two women on this ship. One looks younger than the other, and only one of them is named Miss something. So I think that might be our guy. Yeah. You can um, check that wedding yeah, just stuff like that. Out, like, in, in, in the scene. Oh, I didn't play. even see wedding rings. I didn't even think of that. I just thought old and young. Yeah. It worked out. Oh, and I, I was right. So, yeah, just just really cool game. What a cool game. What a cool game. Yeah, yeah. Adore, genuinely adored it. What a great game! Yes, it's it, just it, like really wow, this incredible is just stuff. Like a cool thing that to hold in my head. Like, wow, that was that was neat. Yeah, I, I, one of my friends on uh, backlogged was like, it's really weird to be able to say like I have never played something like this before, uh, and it's true, I haven't. I, I don't think I've played anything like Oberdin. I don't know when I will. Yeah, like it's not that unique in the it's a puzzle right people like puzzles um yes uh you know uh, i feel like the revolutionary talk around this game kind of oversells oh both over and undersells it. it it's doing something that everyone really likes really well it's not like this bold new idea right it is only new in that no one does the he spent five years making one puzzle right basically. nobody yeah nobody is going to do the work to do this uh, it's actually something that's really appealing. People people like murder mysteries and solving them, right? That, that's actually a very common thing. But spending this long making one murder mystery that interconnects and can be solved in so many ways in like a digital parser sense is the part that's like crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking sick. It's fucking sick. It's so good. That's gaming to me. We were detectives. Yeah. We were the greatest detectives. We were detectives on the sea. That Oceans one's been better. Crime scenes. Oceans are now solved. Oceans are now solved. (laughs) One last thing. Um, I thought one of the, like, most clever parts is when the artist throws the monkey into the room and kills him there so that when he mails the fucking monkey's paw to you, it takes you inside (laughs) the the lazarette. So sick. I mean, that's the the, the doctor, not the artist. Whatever. It's Henry Evans. (laughs) Whatever. The whole game is about identifying things like this. Is that the doctor or is that the artist? 
whatever. It's been like a week and a half since I finished. Okay, be nice. Because <laughs> he's Christ. got he's got the case with him the whole time. He knows about the the pocket watch. Yes, he he knows. Um, no one Maybe else. He knows. worked for them. Yeah, I don't know. Sick. It's so sick. It's so sick. Anyway. Um, oh, oh! We didn't mention that when you finish the game uh, and you solve all the fates, uh, you you get a book that is just roasting everyone on the on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have to mention the roasting book where the everyone is listed, book. and they're like, "This guy uh, was a pussy and tried to run away." Docker's family five quid. Docker's family twenty. <laughs> Take twenty bucks. This guy did a mutiny. Fuck him. <laughs> Uh, this the poor guy, guy was... who got ripped in half by the crack and they're like yeah give his family 50 it's fine <laughs> <laughs> these guys aren't from here we don't know where they're from so their wages were sent to the pension fund yes thanks guys anyway that's all I have I just wanted to interrupt on that incredible yes I forgot deal. about I forgot about the insurance book you're so right but um how does that monkey paw get to you he sends it to you in in the mail in the mail oh oh you're doing a segment <laughs> oh, you're doing other a- people <laughs> and the listeners can send a monkey paws of their own digitally to journal updated at gmail.com so true a handful of folks have done exactly that and if you do it it might sound a little something like this jen writes in Hi, Molly and Nora. How do you feel about games that more or less expect you to keep a journal handy? I tend to find myself enthusiastic about the process at the beginning, breaking out one of my rarely used moleskin journals, but my hands start getting start cramping halfway through playing, and I get tired of the process. Uh, I've we started a Google Doc in the first play session, and um, we I don't think we even pulled it up the other two play sessions. Yeah, we ended up just being able to like hold it all in our heads. Um, it wasn't like the game has enough. Uh, note-taking options of its own that I didn't actually end up really needing it. Um, I thought I would need it more than we did, basically. I, yeah, because really like we the were... idea of keeping a journal for a video game, but I've never actually wanted to. Um, and when I'm presented with opportunities to do so, I end up just quitting the game, <laughs> like Mist. You should finish Mist. <laughs> that game's incredible. It was hard. I couldn't do anything. Riven's the journal game. Riven's like the um, we mentioned this on our Riven episode uh, on a normal mapping when we did when we covered that. But there is a let's play of Riven um, by it's it's called Riven Retrospective Full Playthrough. Uh, it's a two hour video. It's on YouTube. It's on a channel yeah. called Jordan Rogers, um, which is a Riven fan going through the game with a journal and showing you like this is what the implications are. This is all the things you're meant to be taking out of and the logic puzzle, like the actual logic of the game, um, showing off like how Riven's designed. One of the greatest let's plays ever because it, I muddled through Riven and it was difficult and it was weird. And this game was like, oh, you break it down. You calmly take in the information. And when you watch someone do it, you're like, oh, it all seems so fucking obvious now. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I could be more of a general guy, but I am, uh, a little too impatient. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought we would need it more when M was describing it to us because M has played this game before. Yes. Um, and we were talking to them about it. They're like, you're going to need a notebook. And I'm like, well, I needed like one page. And it was just to be like, okay, uh, 37 in the journal has a tattoo on the right hand. And that's pretty much I like, think you the would need a journal of. more if you didn't have like a partner playing it with you. 
Um, yes. I think having two people talking through the mysteries it provides the bounce off space that a notebook would provide. Um, mm-hmm. The so I, I think that like that's the thing that helps all of us out. Totally. We also got an email from June, who says. If you started looking up answers at the end, what are some of the clues you would never have noticed? For me, I remember learning that boots beside a bunk could identify a specific crewmate. Uh, yeah, the, we the didn't, we didn't end know. up looking anything up, actually. We didn't look anything up either. We we like made a couple guesses that ended up like brute forcing it. Um, we didn't. We yeah. never had to Google a thing. Actually, that's not what? true. I looked one thing up. What did you look we... up? It wasn't okay. It was it was where the fuck is the start of chapter three? Where do I go? Right. Yes. Oh, um, for murder. For murder. I was like, where the fuck haven't the, I been? It's in the first mates. The first yeah, mates room. Of we course. just hadn't been in there. We would unlocked the other chapters. Yeah. And that was the last thing. I was like, I just need to know where to go to find the next uh, guy. Well, every time I see it, I'm like, well, I have to know what happened in the chapter called murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I have an idea of what happens. I mean, I know one event, but it's a three-part chapter. So <laughs> yeah, you got to um, slope into some guys. <laughs> Uh, what were our brain blast moments, though? There was, like, the numbers on the hammocks, which I didn't... I don't think we ended up using that much. No, because we didn't really... We we got one guy from that, and we got a couple other things, like, about the Russians. Mm -hmm. But we didn't connect it as much to, like, oh, that... We we didn't do the, the next environmental bit of paying attention to every single, like, thing in someone's area. Like, the sword next to the one guy. Um... And the different shoes. Uh, but we did mm-hmm. get the numbers, and that was pretty satisfying. Um, the only... I think the only, like, environment thing that I remember pointing out was the... I think it was in during the mutiny chapter with the... Um, uh, the carpenters. Oh, yes. The, both the... of them are in that one room, and they're coming out because there's a ruckus. We were yes. trying to figure out who's the carpenter's mate and where, which one's the carpenter. And yes, yeah, so and we, we used the, uh, like, we figured out what room it was and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that one was really satisfying. Our last email comes in from Emrys, who writes, Hi, Malayanora. If you could put the Memento Mori into one other game so you could get additional insight into backstory and events, what game would you choose? Oh. I want to pitch an idea. Okay. Okay. Imagine a video game. Very similar to Return of the Oberdin. But you show up to Shadow Moses Island. And you find a dead guy in the snow. The thing is, here's the thing about that and other ge- Like, the question was put it into another video game. And, uh,. In games like that, I know who killed the guys. It was me. Usually I killed the guys. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a video game level with a bunch of, a of dead guys, it's usually me who did it. Because <laughs> the games are about murdering guys. Uh, it, it was Snake. Snake did it. Snake killed all the guys. <laughs> uh, Lair for the PS3. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Totally. Uh, I'm going to give the Memento Mori to Phoenix Wright. Because <laughs> he'll, he'll use it really well. He'll use it really good. You know, that's fair. That's it for emails. Uh, I guess that's it for this episode of the podcast. 
Next yeah. month. Next month. What are, what are we oh, playing? I thought you were. <laughs> oh, you you replied, so I thought you were going to take over. Uh, we're going to play Metal Gear Solid. Let's fucking go. The Sony PlayStation. I've never played any of these, so. Oh, you're going to have a great time. They're banging video games. Don't look anything up. If you want, if you're if you're stuck, just ask me. I mean, also all call the codec. Sure. Yeah, call the codec. <laughs> I'm sure I'll figure it out, though. I, I, I'm not scared of, of Metal Gear Solid. When mm-hmm. I played through Metal Gear uh, Solid 1, 2, 3, I played through, like, 3 on easy, and uh, because M recommended me to do that just to see the story, and I regret it so much because I love the video game part, but I never got, like, pure first playthrough. Um, sure. One of my big Metal Gear Solid regrets, because MG3, one of the greatest games of all time, and uh, I just didn't get the... Uh, the true experience of my first go, and then by the second go, I already knew where everything was. Uh, so, strongly recommend I also have, doing that. I also have some other folks who want me to stream it to their Discord, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> stream it to your Discord? Okay, I wouldn't stream Metal Gear. There's too many cutscenes to stream Metal Gear. You can hang out. Yeah, it's like chilling. a movie. You know. I'd once downloaded five huge mp4 files that were the five acts of metal gear solid uh four as like videos i could watch because i didn't have a ps3 it's just movie night i still don't have a ps3 i've got a ps3 wait i maybe we do maybe pris has one i don't know anyway um yeah next we'll be playing metal gear solid and then i don't did we ever make a choice for the one after that doesn't really matter uh, we can figure it out next month. Uh, I feel like we did, but I don't. Recall. Let me look because we usually announce to. No, we did not. Okay, we picked November. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. We picked November. Yeah, that that one's easy. We. Oh, you need to pick your birthday one. Oh yeah. For July, but that's that's a whole other story. Another bad Star Wars game. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Can't oh wait. right! You did bring me in to play one of the. God, let me Jackson tell you. Jackson finally returning, finally forgiven us for making them play the Force Unleashed one and two. I was like, just lo- it was when my wrist stuff was really like, oh, this is gonna be like a thing thing for the for the rest of everything, and then I wasted that on fucking Force Unleashed and Force Unleashed two. I could be playing real games. <laughs> You're playing Sekiro. Video games, but instead yeah. you're enjoying Star Killer. I was enjoying Starkiller. I don't know if anybody true. enjoyed Starkiller. Uh, I think Juno Eclipse enjoyed Starkiller. <laughs> no, she died. No, she died. She, <laughs> she exclusively <laughs> didn't enjoy Starkiller. I remember when he's just a different person? That bitch dead. He's yes. just a different guy. Anyway. But stupid. the Force. You're going to have a great time in Metal Gear. That's a classic video game. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, people love those games, so yeah. Uh, present uh, company included. <laughs> so true. Um, Jackson, where yeah. can we find you on the internet? You can find me at headfallsoff on twitter.com and at co-host, but I'm, I usually post at Twitter, uh, at least for now, while it's alive. Um, and you can find the podcast I do uh, with M at abnormalmapping.com. A uh, whole bunch of cool podcasts there. Support them on Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping, where you can get The Great Gundam Project for $1 a month. We're currently suffering through Gundam Seed, which is a real shame. You sure are. That's also where this podcast is hosted, so. Yeah. What if it was Gundam Peed? What if it was Gundam Peed? What if it was Gundam Weed? Ooh. Molly. Yep. 
Uh, you can find me on various social media sites at your friend Molly, the Y E R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, uh, I need mayo.com. Um, we're going to record another Amory score one day. Are we? Maybe. <laughs> Don't like we're gonna consider it. like that. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll rotate it in our minds. It's been yeah, a year. It's, it's in there. It's been a We've year. We've been rotating over it. a year. We've been busy. I had the novel coronavirus. For a year? Well, <laughs> for a couple weeks. <laughs> In a row? In a row? Yeah. <laughs> um Well, I'm sure I am sure we'll release color before the sun this year. No way we don't do that this year. Let's hope we do. Let's hope we do. Um and I that's pretty uh listen to Idle on Playtest. It's it's the actual play podcast I'm on. Me and my friend Luke, we wrote a tabletop game and it's fucking good. So listen to that. Hell yeah. Nora. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. Find me on co-host at Ashworm. Ash with an E, worm with a Y. Find stuff I've done at norablake.online. Um, you can find me on the Export Audio Podcast Network at Export Audio Podcast Network at exportaud.io or patreon.com slash exportaudio where I do a number of other podcasts including Pardon My Franchise which we are on a break this week. Uh, because we finished Highlander. We watched six Highlander movies. It sounded like it was mostly a good time. Mostly. There are, one, there are almost two full good movies throughout six Highlander movies. Oh, it sounded like you guys were higher on it than that. Uh, most of it's mid. But okay. Highlander 3 is the worst dog shit I've ever seen in my life. So Yeah. That's um fair. Next up, we'll be watching all one, two, three, four, five, six Shrek films. So, well, good luck goes. with that. Yeah, that. Yeah, there are at least two good movies in that. You can't even six. like blame something else for picking that for you. I no, won't be no. doing that. I I watched Carl's movies for Molly once, and that's the end of me ever doing that again. Uh, that was also the end of me ever doing that again. So. <laughs> You would have had a much better time with Shrek. I don't know if that's true. You don't know how bad Shrek 4 is going to be. Yeah, I have an idea. Are you going to enjoy the uh, true, meaningful, trauma, pathos storytelling of Puss in Boots? The most yes. incredible animated movie ever made, yeah. On, yeah. on our last podcast, Autumn says into a microphone, I really want to see that cat have a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to see a cat have a panic attack, I'd just go on my old timeline. Just go on Twitter. <laughs> Every um, six hours, you can see a different cat <laughs> having a panic attack. So true. Uh, and I'm on other podcasts as well, so stay tuned on those. Um, and uh, you get all of those podcasts on Export Audio a week early if you uh, give us money. So do that. Yeah, give them money. We both have to read 800 pages of a Christopher Paolini book. You have to read 800 pages of a Christopher yeah, Paolini book. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think Nora might be done already. I am... Uh, I, could, I could tell you exactly, actually. You In the audio book? Right now. Because uh, I've been listening to the audiobook at work. Ah, uh, yes. Well, that'll that'll be getting through it quicker. But M is like keeping pace with me, so I have to have to grind to stay ahead. Yes, you're both um, 
both reading this massive book, so I'll see how I feel about it. I've got to be nice about it. I've got to like it. <laughs> you don't, those you don't are two have different to. Things. <laughs> um, you do whatever you want. No, you don't understand. I've I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta be cool. <laughs> I gotta be cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is a reference to a different bit on Export Audio from a week ago. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, the thing about Audible is that it takes a million years to open the app. That's true. Anyway, podcast over. We're just rambling now. End the podcast. Yeah, podcast over. Anything this journal's been updated. Happen. End this, the podcast, this Laurie, the the host. Okay. Uh, this is the pod. Great. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> journal updated. Update journal on my journal. Updated.